Yes, sir, and welcome back to another episode of the Unframe of Mind show, where we have uncomfortable conversations without a condom. I be your host, Daniel Wegner. Anthony Trawick. Wow, I caught my, my own name got caught in the back of my throat like some kind of... Anyway, it's been a long time coming, and it's been a long, long time since we've been here in studio together to record an episode, and today we're going to be covering our thoughts on this uh, U.S.-Iranian conflict and more little updates and that kind of thing, so stay tuned for that today on the Unframed Mind Show. You're listening to the Unframed of Mind Show, the place to have the most mind-stretching, unprotected intellectual intercourse of your life. Your hosts battle the forces of evil by lobbing fiery balls of truth, reason, and evidence over safe room walls. All right, all right, all right, and welcome back to another episode of the Unframe of Mind show. I just want to roll right into this. This is not kind of like our normal Wednesday live show kind of no. setup. We're, we're going to be having Enrique Tario on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. That's going to be pretty cool. Um, but It'd be we, good to we, catch up with him. We, so. we just decided, you know, let's let's do a Sunday show. Let's talk about these current events that have been going on. Let's, let's just kind of put some, uh, you know, put the brakes on a little bit and say, hey, look, okay, now that we've had a chance to sit back and, yeah. and look at what's going on, uh, now that we've had a chance to, you know, kind of digest it a little bit, mm-hmm. let's take a second. Let's look at what, what, what's the reality of it. You know, what have we seen from people as far as emotional reactions and that kind of thing? Recently, we've seen a number of things uh, happen in terms of uh, this conflict between Iran and Iraq. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Iran and U.S. And well, yeah, it is Iraq because that's where both strikes have happened. Right. <laughs> Technically, yeah, I think the best. I think the best meme I saw was one where. Um, some, said something about the the U.S. Uh, attacks Iraq Iran on Iraqi soil. Uh, Iran attacks US the on, U.S. Uh, on Iraqi soil, and Iraqis over here are going, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just uh, we've known for years that Iraq is you know if if the U.S. were to back out now, Iran would try to step in. Mm. We we know that's what's that's where that power struggle seems to lie, you know, in the Middle East right now. So, and for me, it's, it's just, it's been watching the news unfold. Mm. I've sat back. I haven't really been vocal about this whole situation because I know for one, if you've done your research and homework, this has been going on for decades. I've been this very vocal this about isn't this. New. <laughs> this is very not, vocal. well, I mean, that that's fine if you are, but in right. reality is, is that, you know, people want to act like this is, oh my God, we're going to go to World War Three and, the tensions are high and all this and all that. And I'm thinking, people, go back into your homework <laughs> and you will see that there's been esca- escalations between the U.S. and Iran for decades. Like This is not yeah. new. At least six decades. Right. At least so, six decades. Yeah. Uh, and it's funny because even some people that are like, hey, go back in the history. You got to go back to like 1979. And it's like, no, no, no. You got to go back even farther than that. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad people are going back in their history books. But damn, you got to go right. way back. You got to go do. to, to fi- 1953. Um, is it 53 or 55? Uh, 53. 1953. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're talking about a long, long, long history between... Right our country and theirs and um well quite before, frankly it, oh go ahead no i was just gonna say before we get into this i this is something i've never done before until this conflict happened mm-hmm. or you know the current situation going on with um with the general that they had killed the u.s that you know that killed the general i wanted to sit back and observe how cnn how Fox, MSNBC would treat oh, yeah. this situation. Like, how, like what were the headlines going to be? And just sat back being more of just an observer more than anything else to find out, okay, how are they going to push their own agenda on this? And, and what tactics are they going to use to manipulate the population to put that fear into the public's eye, thinking yeah. that, oh, my God, we're going to have World War III. I want to suit their now, narrative for, you know. Right. Yeah. Now, here's here's the factor, I think, that benefits the media, is that they have someone like Trump in office who is more of a loose cannon, and they have the ability to kind of play off of that. Mm. So it's easier to strike fear in the public's eye and give that perception of we're on the brink of war. Because if you look at Trump, Trump is not your typical politician. With that being said, you know, he's a little bit more outlandish with his tweets and his just his persona of of being just a straight up cutless, ruthless, you know, kind of like a thug life moment kind of guy, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. what it is. Yeah, once you and, said that, I could see the meme with the glasses coming, or the digital glasses coming uh, on. Right. <laughs> and I think that's yeah. what 
a lot of a younger generation hasn't seen from a political leader that doesn't take any shit. Yeah. This is new for them. Everybody's been so kind of finessed into this PC culture kind of way of life. And they're not used to somebody having a set of balls to say, no, this guy has been responsible for killing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people over the course of his tenure as general. And we'll get into this later, but the way the Democrats felt bad for Iran was just, I was blown away by that. Like the way that they just kind of, I don't know, man, it's, it's just, are you guys really defending this guy, you know? Are you really defending Iran for for their behaviors and what they were like doing what, to the what U.S. Be, what would be an example of something that they said? That um, what is the chick the, from Minnesota? The uh, uh, can I remember her name? Ihan Omar. Yes, talking about how she got PSD from the whole situation. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, and, and it's like, how do you <laughs> hey, get? Sorry, hey bayonet, welcome, welcome. It's been a long time since we've seen him, man. It's good to well, see him back it's, in the you chat. Know, it's the first live chat we've done right. in a while. Yeah, yeah. So listening. Listening to her give her, you know, her statement about how she's suffering from PSD from this event. First of all, she comes from Somalia, which is a very war-stricken, you know, country in itself. They've right, they've right. gone through a lot of things, and for her to seek refuge in the United States, you should be grateful for that. You know, there are legitimate people who suffer with PSD, and to use that as a way to manipulate um, the people. Into thinking that you know this has really struck you in such a way that you have this fear now is complete. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is just this: the Democratic Party and with their approach to this whole situation with Iran has just been. It's been loony. Is the best way I can put it. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Well, I, it's it's not it's not. I don't know if it's been loony as much as it's been kind of predictable in in a number of ways because you know we've we've seen this kind of pattern happen over and over again where it seems like the media is very very ready to jump on pro-war type scenarios and like when it looks like we might be ready to have a battle they're like oh oh yeah we're getting ready to go to war here's the war you know here's all this coverage but we saw that with north korea in which it never came into fruition but the thing is that they profit from war specifically well well, yeah obviously anybody will but i mean the the media specifically has a very vested interest in making sure that we go to war if Mm. possible and and maybe even tweaking the narrative a bit to make people even more afraid and more ready to act on those emotions and ready to you know uh justify any kind of political action in terms of actually going over there and doing something right. you know uh, this is this is one thing that blew my mind was seeing all of the people on uh, social media for example going ah just turn the place into a parking lot nuke them get rid of them it's like really everyone the whole place that, that's that's your solution you know like you you haven't you know you you see what's happened in the last five minutes on the news you've watched the news sit there and, and try to get you you know as obviously emotionally manipulated you mm-hmm. and your response is to nuke the entire place really yeah. Really? It's like, you know, you see like two of your neighbors over there having a feud and and, and you're you're friends with one of them. And, and you're like, oh, well, we should probably just go ahead and just murder that whole family. Well, well even though it's the only, even though it's really only the, the, the head of the household that's causing this stuff. You know, let's, let's kill everybody. Children, well, women, uh, this, you know, pets, too. Let's, let's just, you know, you know, matter of fact, get that burn bird, the, you know, burn get that the house fucking down bird, too. man. You know, you know, they've got a little free side stand there. You know, let's burn their economy as well. Let's just destroy everything, you know, just level it i think that's that's where that's the reason as as to why you're not in office and other people are (laughs) it's because you have that thought mentality but you know and i and i can see where a lot of people would have that same thought process when it comes to trump now here's the thing a lot of people thought when the escalations were you know at all-time high with north korea (laughs) that was going to be a very you know a very very um tense well it was a tense situation but the democrats really thought we were going to be on that brink of world war three and that's what we heard about for several months look what happened he became the first u.s president to step over to north korea's soil and that has not been done for for many many years or actually at all so now you have the situation with iran once again where you have to remind people and i made this post but there's so much truth behind it you ever seen that movie 50 first dates with adam sandler yeah okay 10 second tom every 10 seconds he he introduces himself like you know he's never met you before (laughs) that is the problem with societies (laughs) society has shown us that you can't even go back six months to a year to remember 
that we were in the same position, obviously different circumstances, but we were in the same position with North Korea and nothing ever happened. We're in the same situation with Iran and everything is kind of de-escalated. So, and if, and, and a lot of times if you try to point that out, people are like, oh, are you like pro-Iranian or something? Are you pro-Soleimani? No. Like, no, I'm just pointing out that, that, you know, we have a past history here we need to look mm-hmm. at. This is the same thing that's been happening for generations, literally generations. Yeah, and, and that's where you have to, you have to, we stress this so much on the show, you have to go back and do your homework. You have to understand the history between yeah. our country and with our country. This is no different than with anybody else that we've had issues or problems with. And for whatever reason, people don't want to take that approach. It is, it's easier to go back, you know, six months and say, Oh my God, we were on the brink of war. Look at Trump. Now he's almost in, you know, in another brink of war with Iran. Mm -hmm. It's like, guys settle down so you know so, so. from the comments bayonet says uh, the leaders of iran respect strength unlike obama with appeasement <laughs> yeah that's 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 probably true or 150 so, billion dollars in cash. and 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 i don't think it's necessarily that they respect strength i think it's that they only understand violence is as a as a means of solving problems and 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 I, and I don't mean that just to try to demean the people necessarily but what i mean is you do have a you know if you, if you sit there and look at the iqs of these countries mm-hmm. um they they do have an incredibly low iq right and a lot of that is has to do with uh the I want to say I don't want to say inbreeding, but they do seem to have a much much higher prevalence of cousin marriages. It's kind of an acceptable practice. Well, plus in your and your, cousin marriages is, has been shown to lower IQ uh, well, your significantly. You know, right? And and the lower IQ you have, the harder it is for you to see um, a more of a. Uh, Diploma- diplomatic solution or way. Yeah, it's it's harder it's harder to, to kind of see into the future as far as okay if I, if we do this we have this negotiation if we have mm-hmm. you know it's much easier to see oh I'm mad act out in anger you know right. you you tend to see that in a lot of uh, poor households where mm-hmm. children are abused you know it's because a lot of that has to do with low IQ type populations now that being said um, <laughs> bayonet says they do goats man. <laughs> um, yeah, Daniel Crane mentioned. Let's not forget their interfamily marriages. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. that's and, and with that perspective, and and you know, this has been going on for generations. We've had a past mm-hmm. history. You know, when you are of the higher level IQ and you do have a uh, average median IQ in your country, that's you know, you're able to see the future a little bit better. You're able to look down the tunnel of time and see where this leads. Mm-hmm problem is there's so much profit to be made in the area there's so much profit to be made from these these constant internal wars that keep going on that mm-hmm. it's like oh well we know what could happen we know what's going to happen that's why we're going to stay here and keep poking this hornet's nest they're never going to be the mature ones to step down and go okay all right <laughs> i get it mm-hmm. no but really if we want this conflict to stop we need to be the ones to say okay we get it. We we see where this is going. This is going to be a continuing cycle of, of of escalation time and time again that might simmer down for a while, and then it's going to repeat the cycle over and over again. Okay, we'll step out. We'll take our troops out. We'll go ahead and cut our losses now. A lot of people are throwing their argument of, oh, well, we've already spent $2 trillion in the area, which turns out to be completely false. It's actually way more than that. Yeah, it is. And so they they're like it's it's the uh, what's it called the sunk cost fallacy the idea that yeah. oh well we've already spent this much money so we might as well we might keep as well going. just keep going stay yeah. there finish it out but then it turns into months and then it must turn into years and, and way way more money and then and you're looking wasted, at yeah. since 1953 and, and beyond not, that you're so, not going to be able to like like seriously we, I, this this is the the analogy that I put up and and somebody said well that's not even a close analogy in our in our uh, Facebook group and the analogy was something like okay. I'm trying to raise my family here and I've got three states over. There's some guy that's going around killing all these people. Um, I feel like, okay, well we need to go ahead and go way over there to, to handle this guy. Let's, let's not let the people in the surrounding area deal with it. I'm going to go way over there and do that. Mm-hmm. And not only am I going to go way over there and, and, and handle that situation, I'm going to take this guy out that I only know half the story of, um, I'm already I'm already struggling financially. I'm already in ridiculous amounts of debt. My kids depend on me to eat, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, you know what? Fuck you, kids. I'm gonna go over there and deal with this guy because this is clearly more important. Yeah, set aside your priorities to your family and life here at home, right. and then go and do something that has no ties to you whatsoever so, because it it makes sense. Yeah. Right? So you got the analogy pretty quick. You're right. like, oh yeah. But this guy's like, no, it's not even close. And then when pressure when pressed, it's like, okay, so that's okay. Maybe you th- you say it's not a accurate analogy. Mm-hmm. You say it's not even close. First of all, 
of course it was somewhat close, <laughs> at least a little bit. At least there was some grain of, of truth and analogy. But explain why. And, he, and he's, nothing, nothing. And, and other people are like, hey, explain why, explain why, explain why. Nothing, nothing. He can't explain why. I'm like, well, it's because the analogy is correct. <laughs> you can't justify it. It's almost impossible. Yeah, so uh, moving on from that, you mm-hmm. know, I thought it was interesting. And I was reading this um, in the uh, was it San Francisco Times talking about how Iranians that have uh, – came to the U.S., were celebrating the death of, you know, of this leader and, or this general. Right. And the contrast difference between the Iranians that live here versus over there, these are the ones that fled, you know, the, this country that was just so unstable and, and just not, not a healthy place for anybody to want to live. Now, you have the Democrats on one side that are kind of, feeling bad for Iraq or not Iraq, but for Iran. And I'm thinking to myself, have these, those individuals that are defending these people and this government and their actions, I wonder how their perception of, of what they see about Iran would change if they spent just a little bit of time over there, spent a couple of weeks, spent a couple of months, maybe years, come back and give us your perception of what you think this country is all about because let me tell you most of the majority of what we're seeing is a lot of the population will take to the streets and yell death to america mm-hmm. i mean this is i, I don't i've and never be, been and to be fair they they're they're also being brainwashed by state right. co- state controlled media and that kind of thing so I, it's kind of understandable why they would that's, feel that that's way. any country that you step foot on onto but yep. for me it's just which <laughs> is ironic because we're just talking about the exact same thing right with our own media that they're right. they're a little more sophisticated about and it that's so it's harder I, to detect that's, that's what i was fixing to get into is that we're just as guilty as is pushing that propaganda say as another country yeah but the difference is is that they their religion is so hardcore that they don't deal with the gay population you know it i mean there's just so many things that they're not going to tolerate say that we were more accepting here in the west mm-hmm. and that's what i want people to understand is is that if you think that you're going to defend a country and and the current issues and social issues and and diplomatic ways that are just not being justified by trump because of the way he's been acting if you think that you can provide a better solution on how to handle the situation, by all means, I, I want to hear what you have to say. But go and spend time over there. You know, I mean, if you think that the grass is greener on the other side, just spend that time and come back and give us the assessment of what you think is is a better way, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to handle the situation. I mean, this guy that we took out was responsible and was coordinating future attacks against U.S. Uh, U.S. Uh, military and our embassy. I thought this was a very, very Alleg- smart allegedly, move. That's what they're allegedly. Yeah. Yes, that's what that's so, what they've uh, the official. You know. <laughs> you know, it's funny because this whole this whole situation could have went one of two ways: the way that it currently did with us killing, you know, him, and then it could have went in another direction where we could have possibly had another Benghazi on our on our hands. Yeah, yeah I've I've heard people making comparisons so. Well, it, it's not really comparison. It's just this is what happens if you don't act. This is what happens when you do act. So there's not, you're not going to please everybody in this argument or this situation. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to get some of that pushback, and that, and that from even goes for the other. Yeah, so. that even goes for the Iranian people, where uh, a, a number of people are saying, "Well, these these uh, Iranians, they hated this guy. They couldn't stand him." Meanwhile, you see all these marches and stuff. This huge outpouring of support for this guy when his funeral was going on. It's like, yeah, a lot of Iranians also loved the guy, just yeah. like in our country. About half of us love Trump, and about half of us can't stand this, can't stand the man. But yet, if if this this is the this is the big thing that I I was really trying to press is like if somebody comes into our country and does a military coup, takes out our president, half the country is going to be like, "Fuck yeah, thank you, appreciate that, yeah. that's awesome." The other half of our country is going to have bloodlust. Yeah. Like, and how long are you how 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 long before you forget that that's been done to you? Like you finally got your guy in office. You finally got him. Like you're like this is my dude. Mm-hmm. Okay, another country's coming in and just took him out. I'm pissed now. <laughs> like man, I you know I I would honestly I would love to spend time in a country like that. Not just because of the country itself, but to see the the true difference between Western civilization and you know you know a place in the Middle East that is just very rich and. Um, their culture yeah. dating back hundreds and hundreds of years or even the difference between what our media says that country's like and what it's actually like 
Well, yeah, because the, I mean, obviously, if you go over there, you're going to get a far different, yeah. you know, perspective and overview of what's going on there, and you might be able to come back and say, "Hey, that's not what they're telling you. That's not what they're showing you. You might want to take another look at this because." What what the media is talking about over here is not not what's being yeah, perceived. In the, in the comments here, Bayonet actually to that point, he says, "I saw a documentary on the Iranian people, and they are the most welcoming folk in the world. Our leaders suck big time." Um, and then uh, Myra, on on our Facebook chat, she says, "Well, either you mourn or get shot. Happens in many countries, and and, and that's true. That is part of it. Absolutely. Uh, the pro- the problem is there are a lot of people that feel like he was performing." the their what they wanted to have you know, they're attacking the the Americans they're he's he's doing the the work the good work of Muhammad he, you know he he's in alignment with their beliefs and what they feel like they sh- they should be trying to achieve in the world mm-hmm. you know regardless of whether or not it's been as a result of them being brainwashed into thinking that or as a result of them being uh, forced into pretending like they're mourning his death fact is they do so let me ask you this. So with all this going on, well, and things have kind of seemed to settle down just a just a hair. Um, and I asked this, but I already I probably know how you're going to answer it. But where do you see the direction no. in which this is going to go between us and Iran? We already know they're going to put tougher sanctions on the country. We already know that there's going to be some kind of, you know, it's going to die down a little bit. And, and the next time, you know, Iran wants to step or cross that line, yeah. the U.S. is going to respond. So I guess what it boils down to is, is what needs to happen next for both of these countries? What is your opinion? <laughs> it's, on what it, it is really, it is really interesting that you, you know, the way, the way you put that is like, cause uh, in one, in one conversation, I, I can't even remember what the conversation was about at this point, but basically it was, it was this idea that, you know, we go over there, we cause all kind of havoc in their country. Um, we actually started it with a military coup back in 1953, which we'll get into more of the details on the past history um, that we've been referring to. But it's like, a, um, I brain farted. I completely forgot what you just said. What the <laughs> Where US, was I going? What the, how, like, we've been going at this for decades with Iran. And this kind of falls in the same premise with other countries. But what do you oh, think that needs right. to happen? now between the u.s and iran i've heard i I, I remember remember where i'm I'm going now that i'm thinking about it i'm I'm here in some conversation circles where this was almost a political stunt for trump because we saw what happened with north korea and we saw the the news you know you got to remember trump is an entertainer i i voted for trump i'll probably vote for him again just because of of the democratic side but you almost kind of wonder at times if this whole thing wasn't staged. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's some people that you, are even you just, saying I'm not the a, entire thing is I a am big, not a conspiracy theorist yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. But you have to remember, Trump tweeted out back when Obama did the exact same thing to Iran. Right. 2011 or 2013? Uh, something I think, like that. Um, might have, yeah, something like that. Yeah, and During Obama's presidency. Right. Yeah. And Obama kind of did the same thing that Trump is now currently doing. Yeah. And, and you go back and you look at that those previous you know social tweets that he put out, and then you're he's doing the exact same thing, mm. and you almost kind of wonder if if this isn't kind of staged in such a way to where this helps him now that we're in this current you know election cycle. Not only that too, but going back to my my previous comment about North Korea. Tensions were high. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my God, we're going to go to war. We don't. It would have been 2011 because that was before the election season right. of 2012. Right. And that's what the tweets were about. Was right. about uh, the only reason uh, Obama might be doing this is something because he, you know, because he's wanting to be reelected in right. 2012. So yeah. it would have been 2011. Uh, yeah, I've got to get my boy Trump a hard time about that because you have to kind of see the the you know hypocrisy behind that. But here's the thing, though. Okay, so North Korea tensions high, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they did de- they de-escalate, and then all of a sudden it's like Trump is going over there having meetings, setting up this, setting up that. He's the first U.S. president to step over to North Korea. This is all for publicity. Okay, yay, everybody's getting along. What's not to say they're not going to do that with Iran? I, I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. All of a sudden, Trump is the saving grace of the world. He he almost goes to this full blown out scale conflict with Iran. All of a sudden, it deescalates, and then he's making a trip over there, which no president has ever done, as far as you know, given the, the climate of this. But 
and then all of a sudden he's meeting with them and then, you know, he's, he's over in Iran. I mean, I, I'm not one to speculate and I'm really kind of putting his way out there, but you almost kind of wonder if, I mean, I'm really thinking outside of the box with this one, but you almost kind of have to wonder sometimes if there's not a political gain and loss to, to what these politicians do, either for to be reelected or to sway a personal or public opinion Wait, about you what mean politicians do things to try to get reelected is that well, what i'm hearing you say but i think trump has a way of putting <laughs> this such on a, a grand stage because you have to remember the guy was in and you know he was on tv and he's very much a you know a public figure and mm. he loves the spotlight trump loves that he he's got one of the biggest egos i've ever seen he loves that attention he thrives off that right. it it just it makes him feel like he's the shit nonstop. 24 7 he's the man and i'm not i'm not dogging trump i'm just telling you this is how he is that's his personality you know and and he's just got that way about him so i, I like i said kind of tapping into that tenfold hat situation right, right, right. And, so, so you know myrick Myra, so. made a comment she says well don't forget the embassy was just attacked and to go back to what you were talking well, about just a minute yes. ago and, and and more to that point there is that uh, it's it's like i go over to my i love analogies because they, they just simplify everything and put, really put it concrete right. but it's like I've, I've spent the last six decades going over my, my neighbor across the road. He, he has like 40 acres of land. I've gone and I've take, taken over a couple acres. I've got my own little military base over there and I'm just, you know, and then, you know, I've got my little embassy over there. So he's, you know, slowly over the generations, he's, he's lost a couple acres just because I've just gone over there and decided I want to take it. And, you know, I'm just here to make sure you guys are behaving. I'm here just in case you decide to attack my property. Yeah, just I'm, checking You know, in. just, you know, and, you know, and, and then when, uh, when, uh, this neighbor decides, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and attack your embassy your little uh you know <laughs> this building over here that's on my property um and then we're like oh no oh no you 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 killed our people you killed our people that's, that's not cool you can't do that and now everybody well, and then it's like you get on the media and you're like oh hey hey uh, let's forget that i'm really really you know on their property without this permission you know but this isn't or, to minimize or maybe even that. with his coerced permission i'm <laughs> right property. right well this isn't to minimize the you know the situation with us killing you know their general because that needed to happen i i'm for that i was completely for that but i was kind of reaching a little further down the line as yeah. far as you know the relations between um iran and, and the u.s mm -hmm. Uh, I think by the U.S. doing what they did, they probably, for, you know, obviously prevented more people from from dying and being harmed. That is always now, now a you good say thing. you say it needed to, needed to happen that he's killed hundreds right. of thousands of people. I, I don't know what the numbers are exactly. They they throw around the media. Yeah. Thing is, um, I, I keep wanting to get back to this. This uh, I want to bring up this history. No, nah, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Part of it, part of it, as I was doing some research before the show, I brought I brought up to you. Hey, wait a minute! Isn't everybody mad that you know he sat there and killed all these people? Um, but uh, where was it here? I want to make sure I get it correct here. But it's like we've caused all these conflicts over there. We kill hundreds of thousands of people in other countries with other conflicts. We are guilty of the exact same thing that everybody's so pissed off at right. this guy for doing. Yeah, you know, did he need to be taken out? Okay, I can agree with that. He's, mm -hmm. but if that's true, so do our leaders. They I they can the use the same is... justification to come over to our country and take out our leaders, right? And we shouldn't be able to have shit to say, like, well, oh, oh, you came over here and took out Trump because uh -huh. you came over here and took out half of Congress because they uh, allowed this attack. Okay, I get it because we did the same thing. And we said it was okay. We said and we it's used okay our anger for, and fear to justify that. Well, yeah, we we actually do kill millions and millions of people here in, on U.S. soil by al allowing people to have abortions. But that's for another conversation. Yeah, that, yeah, that's day, a, that's but, a, yeah, that's another conversation. But I'm talking about just you know, yeah, I get like, what you're saying. Like compared to yeah. like, we do invade other countries. We do back right. other military leaders in other countries. We do supply arms to Saudi Arabia. We did supply arms to, to Iraq. Israel. Huh? Into Israel and, and other yeah, countries. Yeah, we so. supply arms. We 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 do whether or not we actually have our own boots on the ground. We are helping to kill hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people. But most Republicans would, in, in defense, would say, "Well, we're defending other countries from places such as Iran and you know and other places." But here's the thing, though, and one of the reasons why I do agree with what happened with mm -hmm. them killing him is because this was a very isolated attack. There wasn't a there wasn't civilian casualties right. and masses and things of that nature. If it means somebody 
losing their life because they have killed thousands and thousands of people. And he was the only one, obviously with other people like his, you know, security detail or whatnot that died. I'm fine with that. But when you start attacking, you know, you go to war with a country or you're attacking a country, just like we talked, you know, talked about and mentioned, and then you start to see the population of Iraqis or Iranians that are dying. Mm -hmm. That's when, yes, the U.S. population, the the people, not population, but the political figures need to be held accountable, you know, for killing of civilian lives, you know, that had nothing to do with this. So it's like, how do you justify killing one person over another? You know what I'm saying? And and that's the part of war that is just so sketchy and it's just a part of it. Well, it's not only that. How do it's it's there's a two parts. The second part. to that. Right. First was what you said. How do we justify killing one person over another? Secondly. If you do make that justification, will you make that same justification if your leaders are taken out for the exact same reasons? But why does the U.S. have to be the one in that situation where we have to take out these individuals? Why right. isn't it somebody else? Why is it our business? Why isn't it, you know... Well, and, and, and people will say, well, because if we don't go over there, they'll come over here. No. That is such a ignorant, no. simplistic, stupid fucking no. argument if I've ever heard it. No, that is Again, that is dumb that's like as, as... me saying I've got a dude that's out on the rampage doing bad stuff to bad people three states away from me who will literally never have an impact on my life. And if he does, I can make sure my house is fortified enough or I have a local police department that's strong enough or whatever the case is to defend me against such an attack, in which case then we can retaliate. But until that time, why the fuck are we... <laughs> Got our because, and there's a reason we are over there, and it's not because Soleimani's over there killing people. I heard people say that this was this always this has always been oil driven, and it, I it, honest, it was at one point. I don't think it is anymore. Trump no, is not no, the kind of person that strikes me mm-hmm. as somebody that's going after oil. He he's he's going to probably throw up a casino quicker than he is a uh, pipeline. I don't, I don't think it's. <laughs> I, 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 I'm pretty sure it's not oil driven now. It used to be, but I don't it think did, it is with, now. When Definitely. Bush was in office, that it, it did was back in 1953 when we really, went over there. And started the whole thing, mm-hmm. but uh, somebody somebody brought up this this interesting point, and they said it's a lot like okay, right now we're driven because it's like uh we're, we've got the tiger tiger by the tail kind of thing. Right. If we let go, the tiger's gonna attack. If we keep holding on, you know, yeah, if we, we pull out of if we pull out our rack, Iran's gonna move in. Right again, that's what they don't it's want. It's kind of it's kind of a variation on the sunk cost yeah. fallacy mm-hmm. idea that we've already wasted all these resources. We've already been you know now we need to go ahead and just. You know, let's just do tit for tat and keep this in the news and keep. But people I think pissed that's where people talk about wanting to nuke the area and turn it into a parking lot and just be done with yeah. it. You know, because they feel as if you do that, then you can walk away and not have to keep spending trillions of dollars into a region that's just going to always be unstable. I, I this is, in, in my personal opinion, we just need to get the fuck out. Let them fight it out. Let them do what they need to do yeah. as necessary. That is not our oh, our oh, dog oh. in this fight. But Anthony, if we pull out. Russia's going to go in. I don't give a shit what Russia does. Same I don't give here. a shit what China does. I don't get. I don't care what Egypt does, what Jordan does. If you're coming at this from a diplomatic, you know, stance, that's fine. It'll probably change the relationships between us and other countries. I get it, but at some point, the U.S. has got to draw the line in the sand, figuratively. <laughs> that's a nice little pun. Um, <laughs> but the U.S. is. You've got to. When do you finally just? Put your cards down and walk away from the table. I mean, really, when do you have to do that? Turn this over to somebody else that, that's going to have to control the, the Middle East and, and you know, things that are going on. Yeah, I was I was looking for something real quick while you were going on. But um, basically, military size by country. I think we actually uh, talked about this not too long ago. Yeah, I think we did. And, and it's there's a there's a very... Uh, stark contrast. <laughs> There's a chart I saw. Oh, I think this is the one. Yeah, let's go with this. Uh, let's, let's go with this one here. Um, this is this is just to give you an idea. Because here here's here's my argument against if we pull out of Iraq or if we pull out of Iran or we pull out of the Middle East, Russia will move in. This is my argument against that. Okay, there it is. This is 2010 defense spending, United States versus the rest of the world. Okay. <laughs> Like, I, I'm pretty sure you could take all of those countries combined. I got a feeling a lot of these countries aren't stupid enough to to want to sink that kind of money into the Middle East. We're the only ones that do it because like, we want to maintain our dude, relations with, I think with the we'll Saudis. Be okay. and, Even if Russia does team up with Iran, right. 
I think we'll be okay. <laughs> I'm not the least bit worried about it. I think know, we'll so. be okay. So, But you've got so many different factors that play into this. If we did completely pull out of the Middle East, you got so many factors that play in that if we stay in the Middle East, there needs to be this kind of well-oiled situation to where we can have maybe the best of both worlds, but yeah. not entirely. And it's never going to happen. There's going to have to be a drastic situation that's going to have to reshape or reform the Middle East. And what yeah. I mean by that is, is that's when that's when you hear the argument of let's just nuke the place or into a yeah, parking lot. See, let's see. let's hit the reset button. Let's just wipe everybody out of the place and just be done with it once and yeah, for all. What a great idea, genius. Now fucking what? What about all those families who've had right. well I mean their families ripped from okay, them? So like, okay, so that somebody, opinion can be made because somebody they nukes have Middle Tennessee. <laughs> right, right. But that's this that's this that's the problem is that you have no ties to those people or that country. Mm. So it doesn't matter to you if they're wiped off the face of the no, earth. Not at all. Now, if the same comment, if the same comment was said about your hometown, mm-hmm. your family, your friends, your job, your environment, you would be pissed. Yeah. Be like, and, and Fuck, and no, you're not going to do that to they us. They do. They, okay. Let's glass middle Tennessee. All right. The whole thing. Just right. get rid of it. You know, it's been a problem. It's been a thorn in our side. Mm-hmm. They're out there killing hundreds of thousands of people. They're bad people. We disagree with their ideology. Let's just nuke Middle Tennessee completely. They, they speak a little funny. I don't really like it. A little Bible belty. Bible I'm not a big belt, fan. Yeah. yeah. They say things like fixing to and y'all. I don't Winda. like that. Window or wind. Something yeah, like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't I can't deal with it. Glass them. So, okay, that's done. Now, guess what? Personally, I've got family in Indiana. It's going to be highly irate. I've got family all the way in uh, Wichita, Kansas. I've got family in California. I've got family in uh, like all over the United States that are in areas that you didn't glass that are going to be highly irate. They're going to be looking for some vengeance. They're going to be really pissed. Like, listen, so here's the here's the thing. You either have to glass the entire United States, which in which case you still got people's families that don't live within the United States that are going to be highly pissed. Like no matter what you you either take out the whole fucking world or you just figure out another goddamn way and let's understand something here too a world war involves a multitude of countries and there has to be a large or mass um, casualties of death to provoke or even to incite what a world war is yeah. again this is this is very concerning for the for the younger generations that don't quite understand what is involved in a world war now obviously you and I were not a part of that time mm-hmm. but we do have grandparents or family that you know was a part of, of such a you know events yeah, or, or were heavily um, impacted by Right. My grandfather that recently passed, you know, in, in World War Two. So, you know, for me, it's it's you've got to understand this is a coalition of more than just the United States. These are its allies. You know, this is the allies of Iran that are now going to partake in this. Right. This is when you turn this whole conflict into a actual world event, not just between Iran, not just between the U.S. A lot of people can't seem to understand just before, you know, just because we have a little tiff with another country does not mean it's going to provoke a world war. We have been going down this road with Iran for decades yep. and nothing has ever come to the forefront so in which it would let's, provoke. Let's get into that. So I want, I want to, I'm not going to read to you guys the entire history timeline if you want to do your research please do that research and even the stuff we're reading you now i've noticed a, a little bit of wording in this article that suggests that they do have a, a, a particular a bit of viewpoint a, bias. a bit of a yeah. bias which is understandable so you know read what multi- part does it <laughs> yeah yeah read multiple <laughs> sources and you, and you know read multiple sources figure out where they all agree and you'll find the all truth right. mostly so um but that being said i, I want i did want to give, give a brief history because this does seem to be hugely agreed upon just a few of the highlights here but 1953 <clears throat> this is what I keep talking about. Um, it says uh, under the orders. Excuse me. Get it together, man. No, my my throat's got. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible on the mic. Anyway, 1953, under orders from President Eisenhower, the CIA organized a military coup that overthrew Iran's democratically elected Prime Minister Mohammad Ma- 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 Mossadegh. Sorry, I'm going to butcher names. Just just let you know up front. Uh, Britain, unhappy that Iran nationalized its oil industry, came up with the idea for the coup and pressed the United States to mount a joint operation to remove Mossadegh. For years, the U.S. denied its involvement in the 1953 coup. But in March 2000, nearly 50 years later, okay, we finally get Secretary of State Madeleine Albright admitting 
Quote, in 1953, the United States played a significant role in orchestrating the overthrow of Iran's popular prime minister, Mohammad Mossadegh. The Eisenhower administration believed its actions were justified for strategic reasons, but the coup was clearly a setback for Iran's political development, and it's easy to see how uh, now why many Iranians continue to resent this intervention by America in their internal affairs. This was Madeleine Albright in 2000 saying this. And this is something that happened back in 1953. Right. So. Now we're almost 70 years into this conflict. Nothing's really changed, okay? No. It's the same shit. Um so, you know, you got to keep that in mind. Why, why, was, why were we over there having a coup? Well, we were working with our allies to battle their nationalization of their oil industry. They had a democratically elected president, which is kind of what we say we're over there fighting for. We took him out because, oh, we can't have that because they're actually doing things the way they want to do them. Right. Like, oh, well, that's going to um, conflict with our oil in- interests. We can't do that. We got to take this guy out. All right, so if anybody wants to hop in the comments and just let us know. Um, and if you're enjoying this so far, please make sure you subscribe, share, uh, like, all that good stuff. Please, it helps us grow. That's the number one thing that you can help us out with. Uh, there's also ways you can help us out uh, as far as um, if you want to donate to the show, if you want to help purchase, if you want to purchase T-shirts and stuff. I have a number of designs on our, uh, all that's on our website. Oh, I've got some in the, uh, in the wheelhouse too, by the way. i got to send over to you new T-shirts. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, definitely, definitely. If you want to help us out, please check that out. We'd love any kind of support we can receive but the best way you can help us for sure is to share our content so more more people can be reached. you know i found out but, why we're so monetized on youtube hmm? it's because we use language in our in our program because we're we use language in our program our live shows that's why we're monetized on youtube that's why we're monetized yeah mm-hmm. demonetized or demonetized we're not demonetized Might i've never i've never monetized that. us you never did mm-hmm. why uh, actively decided not to Huh. First of all, because our show is too small to really justify the amount of money we would make off the views. So it's really just wasting people's time with an ad that's only going to bring us in a few cents a month. Mm. It's not really worth it. Second of all, if we monetize it, we are we do really have to start watching our mouth and changing. And, we, and there's okay. certain things we yeah. can't talk about. We will get demonetized uh, it's, okay. if we decide to yeah. monetize. So yeah. I just I just didn't even mess with it. I, I you know it's I was like, wondering if you did that. Yeah, because, because back a, a when they changed sh- the policy settings to it, right. I, You did agree to that though, right? To so what? The policy settings that went into effect December tenth. Yeah, that's that's that has yeah. To, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't, uh, I, I never did from the from the get go um, because there's other ways that uh, we can help uh, grow the show and monetize the show that don't involve a central point of attack. Right. Um, we can we can sell our own merch. We can have people donate individually. I was wondering if you did that or like not. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that because what happens is when I was when, when we did. do get big enough and other people kind of catch wind of us and people and people who really really disagree with us and want to shut us down, um, they tend to go to those central points of attack and try to take out shows that way. Hit them hit them monetarily in the pocketbook. Um, basically, get them kicked off YouTube is the big one. Yeah. Get them kicked off Facebook. Get them kicked off of uh, Patreon, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we've uh, got but it, if, as long as as long as we have it more of a decentralized model, and we are supported by our viewers and, and listeners and our audience, um, that's probably the best way to go about this. Without well, I will say this: putting, I, putting a, a central point of attack. Or anyway, I want to get we're going to get back into this. Do you have anything else to say before we move on? It's, All right, 1979. It's, it's, 1979. Yeah. U.S. This is uh, the article is uh, Pathos.com. It's all, it's from Pathos.com. Again, take it with a grain of salt, but this is just a brief outline a brief uh, history so 1979 u.s backed shah of iran forced to leave the country after widespread demonstrations and strikes islamic religious leader ayatollah Khomeini returns from exile and takes effective power 66 hostages taken by students at the u.s embassy in tehran the students justified taking the hostages as retaliation for the admission of the shah into the u.s and demanded the shah be returned to iran for a trial the new Iranian regime believed the Shah was in the U.S. so that the U.S. could carry out another coup d'etat in Iran. The U.S. claimed he had come there only to seek medical attention. I call bullshit. The U.S. Uh, the, the Shah was given refugee uh, refuge as Iranians demanded his extradition to Iran to face justice. The U.S. rejected Iran's request, <clears throat> and the hostage taking ensued. So that's fun. Oh, they're like, oh, I'm well, worried you know, about you. It, no, they, they've uh, they've already they've already had a coup d'état in our country. Yeah. So why would they be worried about another one? Like you could see where this kind of pattern. But in 1980, 82 and 83, 85 and 86. I mean, yeah. So 1980 was the other year that you wanted to cover here. Yeah, uh, that was that, the other no, I wanted to cover 80. Point. 
1980, this is a year later, uh, Iraq invades neighboring Iran with the approval of the assistance of the United States. Hmm. The war lasts eight years and kills hundreds of thousands of Iraqis and Iranians. Okay? So that's what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, we're guilty of doing the same thing. Yes. Therefore, anyway, U.S. A secret U.S. military mission to rescue hostages in Iran ends in disaster in sandstorm in central Iranian desert. Exiled Shah dies of cancer in Egypt, but hostage crisis continues. Okay. It says Iran suffers uh, heavy casualties from Saddam's chemical weapons, most of which were provided by the U.S. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. now, now, hold, now, hold on. Didn't we, like, remove Saddam from power? Didn't we Because try- of chemical that we supplied him like dude like how like oh we i gave my neighbor these weapons now he's killing people with them and so we're we're gonna we're gonna take him out oh we we supported him killing those people but now he's killing these people so now that's not cool we gotta take him out like this is so fucking ignorant (sighs) anyway there's just so many situations that we can sit here and tap into. We'll post a link to this article in the description for other people to read. We're not going to read all of this, but we do encourage you to right. take a look at the so, timeline. So check this out. 85 and 86. This is I was about one or two years old. The Iran-Contra affair. U.S. holds secret talks with Iran and makes weapons shipments, allegedly in exchange for Iranian assistance in releasing U.S. hostages in Lebanon. With revelations, I thought we didn't negotiate with terrorists. Okay, now that's another fun thing. This is another point I want to bring up. Again, if you want to read more of the history, please look it up and see. Uh, we, we're heavily involved. We have been involved. We've been over there screwing with these guys for years. It's ridiculous. So when when you when you start to read other stuff on social media and you hear you know the hear the news, hopefully if you're watching this, you will then start to hear what the media outlet is saying, and then you're right. just kind of like, wait a minute, we've been going at this for how long? So I want I want to I want to shift gears just a little bit because we keep talking about all these terrorist activities and mm-hmm. these well they're terrorists they're over there doing this and that and the, you know we got to take them out these terrorists 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 it's a word that's used all the time yeah and in your mind you kind of you kind of know what a terrorist is right yeah and here, here's the problem nobody knows what a terrorist is nobody can define it not without like uh, it's it's I I, I I wish I could find it it's driving me nuts but I was I was I was either heard it somewhere or read it somewhere that the um, world leaders, when asked to try to justify terrorism, could not justify could not define terrorism without implicating themselves within that definition. Because they're responsible as because whatever they accuse the terrorist of, they're also doing the exact yeah. same thing, if not worse. It, the only reasons why it's justified is because they're in a political power, and they could use the fallback as well. We're defending civilians and a population in our country. Yada yada yada. <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, this from this this a uh, brief quote I want to read from an article. Uh, it's titled "Why Has Defining Terrorism Proved So Difficult?" Now. This article was written in 2009. Bring that right? up on the uh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, right. Yeah, so why has defining terrorism proved so difficult? I uh, just had it highlighted, but I'm going to bring it up over here because I'm smart and I do that. So the difficulty in assigning a truly comprehensive definition to terrorism lies in the fact that not only is it challenging to be specific when motives, targets, and methods differ so broadly from case to case, but the complexity of untangling the uh, overlaps within the, each of these categories to make the task virtually impossible. Certainly, attempting to discuss all aspects included within the definition of terrorism is far too broad a feat for the scope of even this essay. Yeah. So, yeah, this this guy written quite a big piece. I haven't read the whole thing because, uh, you know, just time. drop the link into the description and we'll let people, time let people, you know, do their homework themselves, which, you know, we hope that you do. Yeah, I'll try to remember to also include those links. I'm, I'm really bad about that. I'm sorry. That's why I try to read the definite the uh, titles and tell you what website they're from so you can find them if I forget. Um, anyway, yeah, so that's what that's what makes it interesting is it's such a difficult thing to define. Like nobody can really define what a te- what terrorism really is, because uh, I've even heard it say that one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Mm-hmm. OK, so basically, in the case of Soleimani, when we're over there saying, oh, we're taking out this terrorist, there's also a bunch of people going there. Like, well, they, that's that's my freedom fighter. That's that's the dude that's standing up for me and my cause and and my beliefs and 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 attacking the targets that I feel like need to be attacked. And we're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. 
we're doing the exact same thing and everybody just so i guess their, my question still falls in, in the same premise what do we do what do we do again i i agree with you man you need to pull out yeah. i think that's the only case the only thing we need to go um Look what Bayonet, uh, what did he say? Your show is what? Yeah, Bayonet, from, uh, he's, he's watching over on our DLive channel. Um, he says, your show is very important. Change one mind and you can affect a, 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 a thousand people. He must be on the wheeze again because he put a comma and forgot an additional. So I'm guessing it's one comma, zero, zero, zero. Come on, man, get it together. We love you, man. Damn, get off the weed if you're going to be watching the, the show. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that's, our show comes up at his, his notifications. He's like, oh, time to light one up. He's probably just like, oh, Daniel Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we appreciate it, man. We really do try. We do. We, do. To, we love the support. To bring you. a little bit of reason and common sense and, you know, a different perspective that you're not hearing from. And this is strictly our opinion. Doesn't mean that it's, you know, that it's right or that it's wrong. You know, it's just a, it's it's our way of, to assess the situation and, and just kind of roll with it. The conversation where right. wherever it may lead. So, so Daniel speak. Crane so. from Facebook sends us this article, and I'm wondering what this is. Uh, it's a tie, it's from the Wall Street Journal. Let's let's check this out. See what he was sending us in the comments section. Uh, U.S. warns Iraq it risks losing access to key bank account if troops told to leave. Hmm. hmm. If you tell our troops to leave, you won't have access to funds anymore. Loss of access to New York Fed account where international oil cell revenue is kept could create cash crunch in Iraq's financial system. Well, wait a minute. That's Iraq. Yeah. But We're talking about Iran is, in this particular, so I'm not really sure what this has to do. I'm sure if this I... This probably ties into Iran. Uh, I got a, a subscriber sign in. Guess Fuck what? That. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So it might still have a little to do with oil. Now, here's here's the more conspiratorial side of things is like um, I think there was a, a list of countries that are threatening or that they, they're threatening to go to gold standard or something like that. I know Russia and China are looking at it. And the reason they don't get attacked is because they have nukes. But there is Iraq or Iran. One or the other is still talking about it. And, and all of all of the Middle Eastern countries that we've taken out leaders in also have expressed interest in trying to get on their get on the gold standard, get off the U.S. dollar as the reserve, world reserve currency. Hmm. I don't know. Again, cor correlation does not equal causation, right, but it's very possible that, you know, that has something to do with it, because here's the thing. If people realize the scam that's going on with the Federal Reserve and shit, because another country is suddenly becoming very, very wealthy because they've gotten off the U.S. dollar. A tit is because well, we can't have that. <laughs> we yeah. can't. We can't have that. Uh, like I said, there's so many variables when it comes into our involvement with the Middle East. It's more than oil. It's it's <clears> more <throat> than weapons. It, it is just a multitude of things. This is what happens when you have spent decades mm. in a country that, in my opinion, we should never have had a conflict or a purpose to even step foot in. But that's just here nor there now. I mean, what's done has been done. My question is, and will always be, is what do we do moving forward? You know, yep. how how do we how do we assess the situation and find a way to ease out of the Middle East or keep it to at least just a bare minimum? You know, um, I was listening to Tim Pool and he was talking about one of the big things about um, that, that he notices. He thinks Trump does listen to. Uh, Tucker Carlson on Fox News and that kind of thing. And Tucker, Tucker Carlson is all about pulling out. Just get out of there. That's what the American people voted you in for was because we're non-interventionists. We don't want to be over there. We want the troops home. We, we, we don't have, no, like you said, we don't have any business over there. And that's part of why a lot of people voted for Trump right. is because he was going to offer us something way different than Hillary was offering. Uh, this bitch was wanting to go to fucking World War Three with with uh, Russia and get get started on that. Well, course, I wouldn't that say might, that because yeah. we'd say the same thing about Trump. Right. So, so it might I mean, be. But, as much as but, I hate Hillary, I can't say that. Maybe not World War Three, but at least a significant conflict with Russia because she was actually pushing it. That that is stated fact. I That's, think with with Hillary, if she would have been elected, I don't <laughs> think that there. I think other countries would have been probably they would have pushed us. Yeah. With her being a woman and her being a, in a power like that, I think that you would have seen aggressions from other countries to put it, her in that situation. Interesting fact. Women leaders start more wars than men do. Yeah. Interesting fact. They do it uh, at home. Women, <laughs> women police shoot suspects more frequently than male police do. They ain't got time for the shit, man. Interesting fact. No, we it's thought y'all women had more patience. Anyway... Um, yeah, no, but I think I think what a uh, part of the reason this has been kind of tempered down and Trump's not immediately retaliating the way that people suspected he might 
after after the bombings of the Iraqi U.S. military bases and that kind of thing, is because uh, Tucker brought up an interesting point, and maybe Trump realizes an interesting point. That you know, I, this is all speculation, of course. I have no idea what goes through the guy's mind, but it could be possible. He's like, oh yeah, that is what I was voted in for. If I go ahead and keep escalating, a pretty good chance I'm not going to win re-election. So he has to be really measured in how he handles this. You know, it has to be really pinpoint accuracy, so to speak. It's right. probably why Soleimani was taken out, you know, when they could, just him and, and not, yeah. you know, a bunch of civilians in the so, process. But I don't know. I guess moving there's, off There's a lot this. of moving parts to this. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. So um, I guess just a, a visual audio video kind of update on what's been going on. So I did talk to um, Chris yesterday, kind mm-hmm. of touched on 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 that with you Chris Rivas uh, Chris Rivas yeah he's mm-hmm. he's one of the um, the interviewers that are uh, interviewees I guess I could say that we did with the uh, Life Beyond series and got me in touch with Struggle Jennings and Struggle's fixing to go on tour he's going to be gone for six weeks out on the west coast mm-hmm. um, we're looking about six weeks before we start shooting his interview um, I've also been in the conversation works with David Meese, which I have not had a chance to talk to you, so this will be a new piece for you, um, about the possibilities of going out west and doing the interview with him out in Vegas. Hmm. Um, cost factor seems to be logistically more doable for us to go out west than it would be for them to come here. Um, that, right. inter- that interview would uh, consist of him and probably four other playmates that would be involved in this interview. It would be a two-day shoot. Uh, currently, the studio is looking rather good uh it's from the pictures you've sent to me and and uh seeing where you're at with everything right now it's it's shaping up to be really good you know it's hard because we you started on this back uh we started helping you back in what august i don't remember man but then just to kind of see the the progression of it and over the last couple weeks yeah 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 (laughs) and and to know that when it's finally said and done and you know we just ordered the the chairs for for the studio and you know, it's just, uh, man, it's going to be cool to kind of see it all set up. Yeah, and I'll be and, picking up chairs today. Yeah, and the thing I like about this is that, it, you know, if you're a part of our Unframe, uh, Unframe Minds Facebook group, you get to see the progress mm-hmm. that has taken shape over with us for the last six months to a year. And uh, it may not seem like it um, all the time, but there is a lot going on behind closed doors mm-hmm. that we just don't share. Um, we, we add a few things here and there on the Facebook you know, group page, but in an overall sense, there's a lot of moving pieces to what we do um, that has just not been seen. But we try to keep everybody in the loop because I think it's been fun um, – Keep, you know, bringing people along for the ride. Yep. I think that's important to see the growth of the show. And if it wasn't, um, if it wasn't for the group, if it wasn't for the, the the friends and the support that we have, it wouldn't push us to do the series. It wouldn't push us to do the studio and and everything else that we've got tied up. The cool thing about this, though, is just uh, if you if you kind of think back, you and I, to a year ago, mm-hmm. and all this was just talks. It wasn't anything that, you know, we envisioned or we thought was going to happen, and then you're just kind of sitting around. You're like, shit, dude. Look at the people we're fixing yeah, to interview. It, it's, and- <laughs> it's hard It's hard to step back and, and pull your head out of the chaos for just yeah. a moment and go, wow, what's happened? <laughs> It's just I I have made so many great relationships um, from people and uh, the group page. I was talking to somebody from the page. Speaking of which, uh, the group rather, if you want if you want to join our uh, Facebook Unframed Minds group, it's a Facebook dot com forward slash groups forward slash Unframe of Mind. Please join that. It's a lot of fun. Um, And I'm really upset because one of the requirements or one of the questions that are asked as you join the group is, hey, will you subscribe to our YouTube channel? And we almost have as many people in the group as we do YouTube subscribers. <laughs> yeah. So get on there, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. We really well, can use the help. Well, and here's but, the other thing I just kind of want to tap into real quick. Yeah. Um, and I will cut this piece up because I think it needs to be at the top of the page. You know, I'm, I'm not a big rules person. I'm not, never have been. You know that about me. But I know that you are. And there needs to be some kind of um, stro- uh, social structure to the group. With that being said, I've I was on vacation um, for almost two weeks during the holidays, mm-hmm. and then I really hadn't gone on the page. 
But then recently, people seem to be a little bit more combative towards each other. And I want this to be a reminder that we don't, we don't cuss at each other. We don't degrade each other by calling each other, you know, fucking stupid or, you know, idiots or things of that nature. That kind of conversation will get you booted from the group. I'm sorry, but that is your First Amendment as a freedom of speech, but it's also our right, too, to protect that freedom of speech. And if we feel like that you're being, you know, derogatory towards other members, that it's just not warranted because yeah, their opinion... Basically, or, if you're just being a toxic uh, Yeah, it, it's group. just... I don't tolerate... I don't talk to my kids that... I, I don't talk to my kid that way. You're not going to talk to me that way, and you're not going to talk to other members. You're just not going to. Right. That's, you know, I guess that's the premise of... of my thought process on that is is that I wouldn't talk to my daughter that way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to talk to me that way, yeah. and I'm not going to talk to you that way. And, so and let's if, keep if, it, you know. Yeah. And if anybody feels like that's going on, tag us in it. Tag one of the moderators in it. We'll get it. We'll get in there. We'll we'll you know figure out figure it out. We'll you know we usually give people a chance, you know, because a lot of new members might start the cussing or they might start it, but you know usually a, a little general reminder. Hey, check the group rules. We don't talk like that. We're not in this disgrace. We're anymore. not Nazis here. We're not going to yeah. boot you out of the group the you know, first time you slip yeah, up. So, it's just and, and then most of the time people are like, oh, sorry that you know. I got it. If I it becomes, it. I changed a, it. I edited. You know, whatever. Yeah. If it becomes know. a, a um, repetitive thing that you do, mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're gonna just go ahead and take it. There won't be. We yeah. won't say anything. And, and for those, uh, you know, so. I do see sometimes people are like, "Man, I, I really enjoy this group, but it's been really da, 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 getting bad." And you know, there's there's this person doing that, and I don't know about that. I'm, I think I might leave. Well, be patient because every time we have a a new growth of the group there is a lot of new storming in the part you know a, 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 little, a little bit pains. of a little bit of growing pains of growing yeah it's just, and then we, we we get leveled out and then we have another growth spurt you know it, it does happen it's, it's gonna happen we're gonna have that just be patient with us we are trying um, we can't monitor everything I really we can't yeah, i really want to mention this before i forget it but yeah. um i was on the phone with a, one of the group members the other day mm-hmm. and he said you know i'm i have a lot of discussions with a lot of people in a lot of different groups mm-hmm. he said your group is by far the best group I've ever been in as far as having these conversations and being able to actually feel like some progress is being made in these discussions through social conversation about what's going on. Right. right. So I feel like we're definitely moving in the right direction and, and we're open all the time for other uh, suggestions as far as, you know, some tweaks to the rules as they are, you know, I, I don't have many rules in the group, you know, I, have, I think I've like four, and we're, one of them is just don't pretty, block uh, the moderators. That's not even that big of a, of a deal. But, yeah, I mean, we're pretty laid back guys. Yeah, we we, we tend to cut people a lot of slack. We know that people are going to slip up and say something or act a certain way. We do it too. The yeah. difference is, is that if it becomes a habit and we see that trend that you're currently on with, with talking to other members. God, it's funny. You know, it helps, it's just, he helps hold me accountable too, because I actually, I was, I, I was like sitting there and, and I, I, yeah. I, I always think about what you say. And I think about what Lee says and I think about our group rules and I was getting this conversation. I was like, I started to say something. I'm like, that probably wouldn't go. No, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> so I didn't say it. So it does keep me accountable too. It does, you know, because we all have the tendency to do that, and we got to hold each other accountable. That's really all it's about. But the face, the Facebook group has been great. I've made a lot of friends off of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like this one individual. She offers a very leftist perspective. I cannot remember her name. Amber. Is it Amber? Yeah. Amber, like Trejo or something like that? Something like that. Man, she has been a breath of fresh air in that conversation group. Yep. I mean, just to, to hear her thoughts, and it's not, she's not using the straw man phallus here. It's just, it's very nice to see a different perspective, a mm-hmm. different thought process, and then she will challenge your way of thinking. Yeah, we could see. we could definitely learn a lot from Amber. Uh, I would love, um, because love a lot of what she says is like, I notice a lot of times she's saying, you know, I might be wrong, but. You know, maybe I'm misunderstanding you, but you know, it's she just, brings she's, dialogue she's, to the table, and I absolutely yeah. love that. That's and great. She I ever, mean, I don't agree with half of what she. No, I don't either. <laughs> but, but it's it's, it's just it's, her approach with it yeah. is, is civil. I love, I love it. I love it. Uh, you know, I and I will say this, and I don't say this a lot of, about a lot of people in the group, but there's something to be said for her and the way she conducts herself that a lot of us can learn from. And if she's ever willing to come on the show, I would love to have her on. I think mm-hmm. it'd be great to to have that conversation and for us to interact with her. I, I think that would be fantastic. Yeah, I, I would. I would love to. I don't think that's going to happen. I've had conversations with her. But I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, At least not no. yet. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, in the maybe not. But yeah, you know, the, the, future, the but... off, you know, the offer, the invitation does stand, and 
you know, I mean, we can't, you know, obviously, you know, force people to do the show, but it has been, it's been nice to have someone um, of her thought process in the group. It, that's Ooh, what cool. it was meant for. So, all right. Well, if you guys have enjoyed the show today, please uh, share it with your friends. Let them know about it and uh, also help, help us grow. And next Wednesday, next Wednesday, Enrique Tario. We've already covered that. Yeah, he's going to be back on the show. Um, <laughs> this time, it's it's not going to be so much Proud Boy related material. This is going to be about his run for political office yeah. and uh, his district and what he's been doing within the community mm-hmm. itself and. He's a great guy, great personality. He's a friend of the show, and we encourage you guys to check out next Wednesday. And if you get a chance, share it, like it, subscribe, click the little notification bell, so that way you know every time we get on that you're with us. We want you to be with us. Always be with us. All right. And be well. Again, if, if you've enjoyed this show, you guys have been watching another Uncomfortable Conversation Without a Condom. I'm your host, Daniel Wagner. I'm Anthony Trawick. And we will be back Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central with our weekly live streams again. Stay tuned for that. Wow, was that not the best ideagasm you've ever had? Want to do it again? Go to unframeofmind.com to find more mind-stretching, world-altering podcasts, videos, and articles. And get those critical thinking juices flowing.